Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly games podcast from minimap.com.au, your favorite weekly games podcast from minimap.com.au. I said that wrong, but it's fine. Uh, joining I know there was a script me, in front wait, of hang you. Hang on, I'm Kerry Palmer. Hang on, and then joining me is, is Jeremy Bradetich. Oh man, I le- I wrote you a script. <laughs> you did. You did. The thing is, I was so flustered because I was like, "I'm ready," and you're like, "Okay, here we go," and I was like, "Wait." <laughs> And so I was just laughing at myself through that whole intro. Anyway, here we are. Minimap cast. My name's Kerry. That's Jeremy. Favorite weekly games podcast. Jeremy, how does it feel? How does it feel to be 48 hours away from the finale of Andor? Oh, I cannot tell you like the level of excitement that I have based on, well, based on the previous 11 episodes, Uh huh. but based on one tweet that has from seen from someone who has seen the finale. Okay. Um, like advanced, uh, like they, they got a review screen now. And what they said was, if you love the first 11 episodes, don't feel like you need to temper your expectations. Oh, and I'm like, oh, that's so fun. It's so fun. It's so exciting. Jeremy, I, I watched today. Uh, I've ran out of things to watch on YouTube and I'm like, I watched the first two episodes of Andor the other night. I'll watch the third. Again, for the second time. Yep. Good choice. And uh, it's real good. It's real good. Yep. Ever, anyone watching this, by the time you're hearing this, the uh, it might all be over. But um, I don't, you should all go watch that series. It's so amazing. Especially if you like Star Wars at all. But also appreciate. If you like politics in your Star Wars, this is the show for you. <laughs> If you don't like politics in your Star Wars, I'm sorry, but you don't understand what you're watching. <laughs> what, what do you think war is about? Uh, Jeremy, I had another question lined up for you for, for, the, for the intro. Yeah. Have you picked a new social media platform yet? So, so I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a couple of them. Okay. I've, I've heard of a brand new one today. It, it, it's Hive, isn't it? Yeah, Hive. Hive yeah. socials come out of nowhere. Uh, H- Hive is looking pretty good. Um, I, I will say Hive is Hive is looking looking all right. Um, I I am on Mastodon. Yeah, I think that the issue is that they all do three quarters of what Twitter does. Yeah, <laughs> with it, without doing what Twitter does. Um, yeah. So what were you saying about Mastodon? Oh, like I'm on I'm on Mastodon and I'm on Hive. Um, yeah. Mastodon is ugly, and I'm not a fan of its its weird instances. Yeah, all I've heard about Mastodon is it's incredibly hard. The onboarding is incredibly obtuse and not at all going to catch on. Yeah, look, I I don't think Mastodon has the it doesn't have the doesn't have the biceps to control and <laughs> and 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 lift a, a great Twitter exodus. Um, right. Hive is looking better because it looks a lot more like just Twitter. Yeah. Um, and but it's got the it's got the little catchy thing of you could put music on your profile like MySpace, and that's enough to, for people to be like, ooh. Yeah, and like there's there's more than you can upload more than four pictures at a time, and you can edit you can edit posts. Um, mm-hmm. So like I but I, I yeah like all good. Missing a web client is going to be hard for. And I know this sounds like a good thing, but it's it, it is almost a necessary evil. Um, 
that makes it hard for brands and companies to sign up. Right. Interesting. The one of the right, worst because things they don't want to have, they don't want people working off their phone to yeah to it, so much it's, less with it's 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 a good just, point. yeah like it's the, one one of the worst things about TikTok is that you have to post from the phone yeah so you know if they get an influx and and like it goes well I can see them spinning that up quick smart yeah look you'd hope so um even if they do a Marvel snap like let's just make the the phone client a web client yeah he's just here's a skin and we've just put like the the same executable inside yeah um yeah I I don't know there's no are you, have you signed up for any of them so I only heard about Hive today I think I'm gonna if I get some some time tonight I think I'm gonna sign up for it. I was looking at it and I'm thinking, this is my chance. This is my chance to get whatever username I want, Jeremy. And then I'm sitting there going, wait, what do I pick? What do I pick when I can get anything I want? I've never had that luxury before. And also, because of that, I've got so many fractured names. Do I include the numbers? I wouldn't have to include the numbers, but the numbers are a part of all of my other things. But sometimes they're the wrong numbers. I'm going to log so into Hive like, right now and just take Kerry no, Palmer. Don't, don't. That's not funny. Don't. I, think it's I would very never funny. forgive you if you did that. <laughs> I, like, would, I would, I would just, skip next week's podcast if you did that. And this, and the, and the Hive took off. I would be so upset. I, 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 I park at Kerry Palmer and it's just an image of me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Your move, Palmer. Yeah. Uh, any, chat, be cool. Anyone here is, is, is going to play silly buggers? Don't do it. Be cool. All right. I won't forgive you either. <laughs> don't, don't you dare, Sam. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get on with the show here, everybody. Uh, you can catch us every week on any pl- podcast platform of your choice if you want to hear the Minimap cast every week as we release it. Uh, you can also go to minimap.com.au where you can find everything we've ever done for the website. Uh, we've got some written words there. We've got some gameplay videos occasionally. We've got other podcasts. It's a great time. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please give the show a positive rating wherever you're listening to us on, be that on uh, Twitch, where we're live right now, be that on YouTube, podcasting services, Mastodon. Uh, we're not on Mastodon we, yet. <laughs> I was going to say another random one, and the only thing that came to mind was Sephora, which is a makeup <laughs> brand, so I'm just going to move on from that. Uh, <laughs> there's um, there, there's that up, the co-host is the other one that that's like co-host that's sort of yeah. like around as well the similar conversation yeah but also not quite doesn't have the buzz that haha <laughs> that hype does yeah yeah oh man um as i just said we are live right now on twitch uh so far as i know twitter might twitter might be going belly up but i don't think twitch is uh we'll see if elon buys that at some point but it's already owned by jeff elon that's true. It, yeah, Elon probably can't buy out Jeff. Uh, no. So we'll be here on Twitch every week, Monday, 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time uh, at twitch.tv slash minimapau. So if you want to hang out in the chat like uh, Sam is, uh, thre- threatening to steal my brand on, on new social media platforms, you can join in too. Uh, that's And we do the pre-show. We do it uh, during the break. We chat with the chat. We're going to talk about next week's topic with the chat during the break. This episode... So we know what we're doing next week, this week, so we can tell you at the end of the show uh, and the post show as well. I just want to give a quick shout out to every 
community and social manager for every studio publication company out there that's job is currently trying to figure out where they're going to start posting yeah and and having to try and figure out like who is going to go where um it was an excellent tweet sorry go on because i'm also looking at like our stuff and going like we should probably skin a minimap account for all of those and then i'm yeah yeah and i'm then i'm like looking at it going like that also means like editing the fucking little video that's at the bottom right hand side of our fucking stream overlay to include another (laughs) logo (laughs) yeah and then maybe removing one in the month (laughs) i know right that's the thing So, because um, I, I also got to add Twitter YouTube because is... we've got bloody at Minimap AU on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, oh, just what a mess. What a mess. So here it is. I found it. So Insomniac Games' uh, Twitter has been flooded with Miles Morales tweets because they released it on PC the day after this other tweet. Yeah. But the day before, they say with a, with a Ratchet and Clank gif, is your local supervillain mishandling the Dimensionator? Find us here, Discord, Instagram, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Insomniac.games. Just so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the GIF is the Dimensionator exploding, and it's this gigantic purple shockwave shown shown from the perspective of an entire planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an <laughs> atom bomb. It's so funny. Uh, uh, yeah, so if you want to keep up to date with us, we're going to be wherever we're going to be. Right now, that is Twitter for the moment. It's also Instagram, TikTok. And Twitch, all of those accounts at Minimap AU. Uh, it's a great time. It's a great place to find out when our episodes go live. Uh, for example, it's a good. Uh, you would have seen last week that we w- posted our episode uh, mostly about God of War Ragnarok and our impressions on the game. Um, and then uh, this week, it's all about Game of the Year 2009. After we tell you about uh, the new Pokemon games, uh, maybe a bit more about God of War. I went back to double around to Sifu so I could talk about it for the game of the year discussions. It's going to be a good, good chat today. A couple of last things. We wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. Uh, You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And uh, lastly, if you wanted to help us to keep the lights and mics on, uh, you could throw $5 our way and become one of our patrons. Uh, It helps us to continue to do this. You can ask us questions to answer on the podcast. Like, what would your uh, hive handle be? That's an answer, a question you could have answered on Patreon. And uh, it's as cheap as a latte with oat milk. Or you, can go, you can go and do that at patreon.com slash minimapau. You don't think anyone's going to ask that question, Jeremy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> what? What do you mean? What a what a roller coaster of an intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you though, this is the most energized I've been all day. I had such a bad sleep and I've been so like just holding my eyelids open. But now I'm fired up and ready to go. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I'm glad to say it. <laughs> Jeremy, Kerry. you've been playing more Ragnarok. I have been playing I've more been Ragnarok. playing Sifu, but before all of that, you've been playing the brand new Pokemon games. Pokemon which one? Let me double check. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, Scarlet Spanish? is the one I have. Scarlet. Yes. Which means you've got the 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 non-jet engine uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, legendary yeah. Pokemon. You've got the one that is more analog. It's like yeah. a bike. Yeah, like, like, like a dinosaur. Um, yeah. 
and not like a not like a dragon booster. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So okay, the reason okay, so he he here's what happened. The reason I didn't know which one I owned is because, like a about a month or so ago, maybe a couple months ago, um, for some reason the pre-orders for Pokemon they went up on Amazon, but they went up for like forty eight bucks. So cheap. And I was like, "Yeah, all right." Like, and like, I have, I, we both saw the reveals for this game. We've both spoken about this. We were both like, "I can't believe they're releasing another Pokemon this year." Like, this seems really soon. And let me tell you, yeah. it is. Um, uh, but it was like, look, it was cheap. It was cheap enough. I'm like, yeah, look, I'll just, I'll just do that. I'll, I'll, I'll just buy that. You're um, interested enough. Yeah, so like it is like I was thinking about it today. This is the first mainline Pokemon game I've bought since uh Sun and Moon, which I sold. Right. Um you hardly played, right? Pardon? You hardly played them, right? Yeah, I I didn't play Sun and Moon very much. I played I played like most of X. Um but I haven't beaten a, po- a mainline Pokemon game since Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and even then, that's a remake. The last new Pokemon game that I finished was Platinum. Um, Not even Let's Go. That's it. it it's more of a spin-off t- for me, right? Like okay. Let's Go is a spin-off. Arceus is a spin-off. Um, and Heart Gold, Soul Silver is a remake. Like I played Alpha Sapphire. I played, you know, the the Pearl remake. Um. But they're in this middle ground of like, like I'm not like I didn't I didn't buy Sword and Shield. I didn't get um, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I didn't play yeah. Black and White two. I played a little bit of Black one, but not much. Um, yeah. I've been off Pokemon properly for a while. Um, and this game is hard to talk about um, because there are two very conflicting things that are happening in this game. They are consistently mm-hmm. bashing each other. And that is that the structure of this game is very good and very interesting. And I'm really quite enjoying a lot of it. And the right. other one is how fucking dreadful it is as a as a piece of technology. I cannot wait for Highlight Reel this week. Do you, oh, do you watch Highlight Reel on uh, YouTube? Sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I it's... cannot wait for Highlight Reel this week to see all of the glitches. Like you can't... You can't go five minutes of scrolling on Twitter, despite its garbage fire status. You can't go five minutes without seeing something completely outrageous Congra- from this game being broken. Congratulations to Chris Person only for the launch of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, <laughs> specifically because he's going to be eating very well for the next couple of weeks. Good eats. Yeah. This is like cyberpunk almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's It's like when... It's it's like when Marvel's Avengers came out, and it was congratulations to Paul Tassi only for another live service game full of loot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So so okay. So I'm, I'll I'll talk about the structure of the game first. So the structure of the game I think is really fascinating. You're like a you're a young kid in a new town, um, in a in a in a in a big island, um, and it's Spain. Named, right spanish i think so um i i haven't been paying that close attention to it but i i, I think so um uh you are enrolled in a school um and 
what you do is you like bump into a professor, blah, blah, blah. And then you like meet someone else from the school and you sort of like introduce yourself a little bit. Then you, you, you pick a starter. I picked um, the grass cat one. Um, yeah, I think that's my favorite from what I've seen. I really love that fire dinosaur dog thing as well. That thing is so funny. Not a big fan of Daffy uh, of Donald Duck, but um, yeah, I um, I I feel really weird about them. And then I looked at their evolutions, and I f- there there are kind of none that I really like. The cat one is the green cat is like the best, but right. I look at them like, and I'm a bit like. <laughs> so, so I've been playing it like handheld and on, on the TV and, and my partner's been watching it and my partner's got very little to no experience in Pokemon. Um, okay. And so I've been getting them to decide what my party is and also every now and again I'm getting them to name the Pokemon. The, the names, yes. Yeah, and so um, they called uh, the, the grass cat Melon <laughs> and, <laughs> and earlier today I evolved it to the second... Uh, generation when it becomes like a sassy teenager and yeah. no no melon melon sam not ellen <laughs> not um, not not degenerous melon like yes. the, like the fruit <laughs> um and when they saw what it turned into they were not happy <laughs> <laughs> they were like oh that's not cute at all i'm like yeah they do that they change a fair bit um yeah and then now every time a Pokemon evolves, they're like cautiously watching the screen. <laughs> no, no. Um, anyway, so so after you do that, you sort of wander into a cave and you hear this, this like there's like a loud roar and you bump into like the legendary bike Pokemon sort of thing. And and then you follow it around a little bit. Then it, then you remember it, when Breath of the Wild added a bike? Yes. <laughs> and how weird it was? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, here we are again. Yeah. You enter the bike cave and get your bike Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you don't get it immediately. You get it a little bit later, but like you 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 interact with it. Um and it's sort of just like pretty like it's 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 pretty like it doesn't really care that you're there and then it because you saved it by giving it a sandwich um <laughs> uh, which made me laugh a lot. I'm like, "Ah, oh, this is cute." Um then uh, it then it saves you from like uh, like a wild pack of like houndoom, <laughs> which is which is fun. That's like that's like the butt of a TF2 joke. It is a bit. It is. Um, and anyway, then you then you head to the school. Um, and you sort of like meet a, meet a meet a couple of the students. Um, Team Star is is the enemy is 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 the enemy team in it, and and they've got this fun thing where every, every time you battle them, they put their they like draw a star shape with their hands and then do this, but they're like, they, they, they look like hall monitors. They've all got like helmets and they look <laughs> like a bunch of like squares that you should be like beating up and bullying. Um, right. they're, they're a bunch of nerds. Um, yeah. And, and all this is pretty standard, like early Pokemon game sort of stuff. And then the game shows you its hand, right? Like it, it, it shows you what the game is and you like, uh, there's like this this little like f- student festival thing where like you, you're as part of your curriculum you are told to go out and explore the world, which I think is right. is is funny and also but like I, it's funny wildly irresponsible because <laughs> it's very irresponsible, but also in this world of Pokemon, I think that fits. Well, um, yeah, that that's been that's it's always been like that. Yes, yeah, but like it is funny that that like you like this is your assignment is to like <laughs> go <laughs> out. <laughs> Um, but it's nice. It's all very, you know, like explore culture and, and, and find out who you are sort of thing, which, which I think is, is nice enough. 
Um, cool. But what it's like the, the, when I, when I say the game shows you its hand, it then shows you three very specific things that you're allowed to do. There are three quest lines that operate independently of each other, and you can do whichever one you want and swap between them as you go. Um, and those three quest lines are. Um, you, you, like there's a hacker that's in your phone that is trying to stop Team Star. There is okay. They want your help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're enlisting you and bringing down this, 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 this gang. Basically, there is, uh, you well, like like one of your best friends slash like the the one you battle every now and again as your de facto rival. Um, they really want to be the best Pokemon fighter. Like, you know, they want to they wanna go through Battle Frontier and, and all that stuff and Challenge Elite Four, Victory Road, all that stuff. So the that's... Gyms. A, pardon? The gyms. The gyms. And the third one is this other guy who is sort of somewhat friendly with your, like, the legendary bike Pokemon. Like, I'm not super clear on their relationship just yet, but, like, they seem to have some understanding of who they are and, and it makes sense because he's a cook and what his quest for you is to go out and find the best ingredients for sandwiches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I think is uh... a very funny. And also he's interested in fighting, like, Titan Pokemon or something. It's like, there's, like, yeah. a, there's a thing. And so there's three like these three main quest lines and they're all like one of them is called uh one of them is called um victory road one of them is called starfall street and and i was like oh these like road themes but the third one is just like is not not fill me up (laughs) yeah like it's it's yeah it's not really that related um but then they just like they they show you there's like basically like six or seven locations for each of these of these of these three quests and then they mark them on the map and they're all relatively close to each other so you're kind of going to do the same like all three of these quests as you go because why wouldn't you but like mm. it's kind of neat it's like a really cool structure of the game um the way the world works well which was one of the things i was most curious about because coming out of Arceus, but like also coming out of sword and shield i was like what is the structure of this game going to be and it is a it is an interesting mix of both there are um uh you like the battles are instanced but also in place like in the world like you you don't walk around while battles are happening they are like menu based standard pokemon battles as you go but they are still in the location of wherever you decide to fight um, yes, there's, like, no, there's no screen wipe. There's no yeah, second environment. No. Nah, um, only, only for gyms. And same for when you want to catch Pokemon. Um, it, is, it is not the Arceus throw a Pokeball and, and hide in the grass and hope that you get it. Um, it is you enter a battle and you catch it like you usually would have in the past. Um, but you can also just throw your Pokemon out and it'll walk with you and it, w- it can auto-battle while Pokemon nearby while you're doing shit so you can go around collecting things because this is the widest pokemon has ever been there's a ton of collectibles everywhere similar to arceus but the world the world feels better it feels a bit more built up um it's a bit less like a like one terrain map and then they they populated it yeah it it is more clearly designed this world as a as a place that is lived in and um okay that's good yeah like it's like a lot of these structures they're all really really good so the pokemon can auto battle and you're leveling up and getting sp while you're doing that 
um, which is good because I'm actually finding this game somewhat difficult at times. Um, I'm having to really change up my Pokemon quite a lot because I am, like, like I am having this. You need the advantage. A lot of people are, like hearing this as well, are saying this as well that like this is one of the harder Pokemon games. Um, at least it's not easy to accidentally just be completely, completely overpowered. Um, mm. I'm also wandering into uh, Pokemon that are much higher level than me, and I have to sort of like pick and choose my battles a little bit more. Um, also, the Pokedex looks like iBooks circa 2008, which I'm quite liking as well, which is a very... Like the app? Yes, like the, like the Apple, like, you know, this is our bookstore, our digital bookstore for the iPad, um, which I quite like. It's got that, like, wood grain and each 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 oh, each entry yeah, is, like, is, is another mean. chapter in the book that you get to... Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I'm actually yeah, really enjoying the structure of this game. Um, I think that the quest lines are distinct and direct enough that you always have something to do. I don't feel like I'm being overloaded with a billion things that I need to be doing. There's a lot of indication on the on the map of different events, and some of them are important and some of them are not. Um, for example, like they let you know where there's a swarm of Pokemon, um, which is mm-hmm. useful to know because then I can, I can choose a, an, a, an advantageous type Pokemon Go over to the swarm, let it auto battle, clear it out, get a bunch of XP. Great stuff. There's also these like, there's like this new battle effect, this like crystallization sort of thing. It, yeah, it's like the Mega Evolution. Or yeah, the, it's the Mega Evolution. It's yeah. the Dynamax. It's a, it's another one of those. I don't like any of them. I don't particularly like this one either. None of them have and ever. It won't be in the next game, <laughs> and it won't be in the next game. It, none of them have appealed to me, and this one is no different. Go figure. Um. I think this game has learned some good lessons from from Arceus, um, but I but I can definitely see that this game was in development adjacent to Arceus, right? Like, yeah. this was not a game that began development the moment Arceus finished development. This game was yeah. was was learning lessons at the same time. It was so fascinating seeing this game announced within months of Ar- Arceus's release. Yep, and and you're like, oh. Oh, there's Pokemon roaming the world. They just did that, but this is this is the mainline one. But that yeah. one wasn't. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah it, it feels like they were going down the same path, and then they forked it. Yeah, yeah, it, it does a little bit. And but like, like, look, I I feel like I feel like Arceus was the tech demo in a way. It was like, right. okay, like, what can we really do? Like, like, and you know, like, let's kind of swing for the fences here and try and do something different. Um, yeah, like proof of concept. Yeah, and whereas this is like. And like, and we're gonna borrow the stuff that we're liking from Arceus and then put it in this one, um, because I think this game is structurally very good. I'm having a really fun time in it. And like the, because like the the Pokemon battles really aren't that different, right? Like you go into battle and it, then it, you got four moves and you got your PP and EXP it is, share is on and it 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 is regular ass Pokemon battles. So the, the so the reason why you're talking about the structure is because that's the main thing that's changed. It's it's how they're giving you the normal Pokemon. Yeah, the, the 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 broader structure of the game has changed. Um, and once again, it's 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 different in the sense that like there's like a multiplayer thing which I have not really messed around with that much. Um, there's raid battles similar to Pokemon Go where you can like search for other players online and you can all fight a strong Pokemon. Um, and you can do that with friends as well. There's like a friend code thing, or like like a like a battle code thing. Um, yeah. 
as well as the like the the trainers out in the world they you have to go up to them to challenge them as opposed to them seeing you and walking up to you um but it's different to Arceus and that's in the sense where like you have to enter a battle and catch it like you you would have in the past as opposed to just piffing pokeballs at it until you get it yeah um so that's a that's different to Arceus in that regard um cool fascinating it is fascinating all of this would lead this to be a really outstanding game if it didn't look like dog shit and run worse. Um, <laughs> because the game is fucking ugly, once again. It is not as ugly as Arceus because they have a more consistent art style, at the very least. And they have an art yeah. style that doesn't look like, like dog shit. <laughs> but... Environmentally speaking, yeah, the, the, the environment design wasn't great in Arceus. But, but even like the the lighting and shaders on Arceus looked really bad. But in this, it's got a lot of the same issues as Arceus. It is popping as horrendous. It is super low frame rate for Pokemon that is that is really or for anything that is really not that far away. Um it is So can, can I make a clarifying statement? Everything I've seen has been definitively worse than Arceus. I'd have to go back and compare them side by side. Um, I think like the frame rate is definitely worse than Arceus. Yeah, and but like the pop in as well. There wasn't that. The thing with Arceus is there wasn't that much to pop in. So the, there wasn't pop in wasn't that big a deal. I want to say. Yeah. Okay. So okay, pop in I think is actually the incorrect word. Uh, what I what what I meant to say was render distance is very okay. very shallow, similar to Arceus. Um, where you'd sort of look out and it would be bare terrain and sometimes low poly trees. Um, there's this amazing screenshot that I took, um, which I, I'm, I'm going to show you. Um, it's, at the, it's, at, it's at the very beginning of the game where they give you like a cutscene, which is like, you can go out and explore, like it says mountains, forests, grasslands, beautiful nature, stuff as far as the eye can see. And I'm going to hold it up to the camera. Mountains, forest, grassland. <laughs> Actually, hang on. Let, let me let me let me make this brighter for the for the camera, specifically because if you look at the polygons, it looks, looks ugly. like but, Pokemon Stadium. But look at this part right here. There's just a hole in the world because the mountain hasn't completely correct uh, rendered, and this is a fucking screenshot. Yeah, that's bad. All through the game, it looks ugly like that. Up close, for the most part, things look quite good, except up close is really, really shallow. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, I've pulled up a line, and this isn't, this isn't to invalidate what you're saying, but this, 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 was, my, this was my understanding of what uh, the performance was like in comparison to the previous games. So this is from Rebecca Valentine's uh, review and progress on IGN. This is a select paragraph. Uh, it says, I desperately hope some early patches can clean this mess up and bring it, parentheses, I can't believe I'm saying this, more in line with Arceus or Sword and Shield. Those games had their technical issues, but they were much more forgivable by comparison. Yeah, because like we haven't even spoken about the just absolute plethora of bugs that people have that have, that have seen graphical issues, animation issues, character model issues, AI, like 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 wild Pokemon AI just completely changing and the mm. size of the sizes of models. The the platform is completely broken in this game. You can just jump backwards up the steepest of hills 
while you're on the right. bike. Um, uh, attaching two controllers at once will allow you to double your walking speed. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are so many things in this game that are like, this is an unfinished game, which is so frustrating because the structure of this game is really good. And yeah. this is the first time in such a long time that I'm really genuinely enjoying being in a Pokemon game. It's the most exciting Pokemon has sounded for a long time too. It like like the design of a lot of things I really quite like. Um, a lot of the Pokemon designs I think are, are pretty neat. There's like this pig called Lechonk, which I think is great. I love that. Yeah. Um, the actual I'm battles. Chunk emote on Twitch now. <laughs> there's like a lot of cool battles and like the the, the battle effects are mostly pretty good, um, and. The um the music is great. We'll we'll, we'll play some music during the right. break, but it's like there's some good, fun, funky bass that is like really dope. Um, hey, like it's the chunk yeah, cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's um it's Toby Fox who did the soundtrack, right? Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. That like, it just makes, is Toby Fox who did the soundtrack. That makes so much sense. Um, because it it, it's who is good. the person who did Undertale, Undertale. and and Delta Rune? Yep. Yeah. Um, is Toby Fox composing? It was confirmed in June how the Undertale and Delta Ring creator Toby Fox would be returning to the Pokemon series as a composer with Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, right. Um. <sighs> this is the Pokemon Company. Pokemon is a franchise. Game Freak. Yeah. Nintendo. They. Pokemon is just, it is the biggest entertainment franchise in the world by a long shot. Yeah, eclipsing Marvel handily, in- we, we found out the other day. Yes, yeah. Disney is larger as a mind. company, but as a singular property, Pokemon is the biggest. Hmm. It is bigger than Star Wars. It is bigger than Marvel. It is bigger than Hello Kitty. It is bigger than Mickey Mouse. Right. And it's not like these are the spin-offs, right? It's like the Detective Pikachu movie is the spin-off. This, the games, this is it. This is Pokemon. This is the prime source. And this is Game Freak working on it. This is Creatures working on it. And they continue to release horrendous products. <laughs> they continue to release unfinished, poor video games. Yeah that are interesting and uh, will sell millions and millions and millions. I don't know about this one. This one doesn't have that spark of excitement that I think a lot of them usually launch with. Yeah, but but Jeremy, like uh, Diamond and Pearl last year was, was um, it like over over a weekend cracked into the top 10 Switch sales. Yeah, but, but, but that has a wildly high level of nostalgia with it right that's true and that game that's was why we bought it was a classic pokemon game yeah um this isn't like that wasn't six months after arceus pokemon game that like th- this there's a level of fatigue that that is sort of sitting with this one a little bit this this oh, one for sure th- th- this one is was only 12 months ago that diamond and pearl came out this one reminds me a bit more honestly of like black and white two right in terms of its level of like appeal or like maybe like ultra sun ultra moon um while I think this is a still a good game, I cannot recommend this to anybody 
Like this is yeah. this is a game that I think should not be sold in the state that it is. It is so yeah. broken. Um, it's been so fascinating to see that response and like the amount of people who are saying, I can't put it down. I'm so excited to go home and start playing more tonight. I just want to play more and more. And they're giving it sevens and eights if they have to score it. And it's like, if you're giving it a seven and an eight and you still want to keep playing it, even through all of these technical issues that have brought the score down, can you imagine what this game would have been like with even just three more months of polish, let alone six or nine, like the, the correct amount? All I keep thinking about is how amazing this game would be if it ran great and looked good, right? And this isn't yeah. a limitation on the Switch hardware. This is Game no. Freak not understanding how to how to make a game that functions correctly, right? This is like like this is a this is a failure. This is a dramatic failure of of Game Freak to release a game in the state that this is in. Um, yeah. Because Something it's, I've seen is, it is so maybe poor. they're under too much pressure to meet like arbitrary like release deadlines. We have to have a, a Pokemon game for the holiday kind of a deal. Maybe that's why it's in the state that it's in. But that's that's a that's a failure of management either way. Like it's it like that's Game Freak's decision to do that. They own one third of the Pokemon company, right? Yeah. Like like they are the owners of Pokemon. They can do what they want with it. <laughs> they're um, the creators. Yes, yeah. Them and the creatures are the uh, them and creatures are the creators of Pokemon. And th- those two companies own two thirds of Pokemon. Yeah, Nintendo being the owner of the other third, I believe. Um, so it's a company like, who is happy to, you know, we're coming up to. It's going to be more than six years between Breath of the Wild games, but that's not a problem. You know, think of how many times they delayed the first game when it was announced for Wii U and didn't have a title yet. Yeah, like they pushed it until it was good, and then it was one of the most, like industry-defining experiences of the last decade and continues to be. Yes, yeah. Like, you know, like, looking... And, and, and the thing is, it's like, you look at the two best-looking Switch games, or, like, you look at, like, two of some of the best-looking Switch games, um, which is, like, like Breath of the Wild looks quite good in a lot of ways. Um, it does have that, like, when you look really far away, it's a bit barren. But, like, up close, it's got some really striking visuals. You know, when, when the sun hits right in that game, it looks astounding. And you look at Xenoblade. Yeah. That game, though, the, like you know, while that game gets muddy when things are very busy, for the most part, it's a wonder how good that game looks on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and its art direction carries it because they're developing it for a system with the power, and they give it the time to develop it to make it look the best that it can on the system that it's on. And it's like, and then you start to wonder, like, okay, like, how's Breath of the Wild two going to go? How's how's Tears of the Kingdom going to go? Like, is this a concern? And then you look at Monolith Soft and about how they were directly involved with Breath of the Wild and Xenoblade mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they are making the new Zelda. Mm-hmm. I have no concerns about that game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fucking find out what Monolith is doing and get them to make a fucking Pokemon game because yeah. Game Freak sure as hell can't do it. Um, yeah. Just a f- it seems weird. Just, like just it seems failure. like a problem when you're that company. It seems like a problem that you would just throw money at. It's a problem you know that I mean? no other company seems to fucking have. Yeah, no other game company of this size has this issue. No, they all they you know like Mario Odyssey looks great. It was a launch game on the Switch. Still looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is like sports games. You know what I mean? Where they're they're being churned out and 
millions of people buy them no matter what. And so it kind of doesn't matter whether they've they've gone backwards or gone forwards in quality. Yeah, and like those games release on eight platforms anyway, right? Like this is a sole platform game. Yeah, it's an an exclusive. And they've done it over and over again. This is the third one that looks like shit. Yep. Sword and Shield looked bad. Arceus looked bad. And this looks bad. Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon didn't look great. That was on 3DS. Well, but like, look, like honestly, like since since Pokemon went 3D, they've started to have genuine issues. X and Y had frame rate issues. Yeah. Like any time you did a Mega Evolution X and Y, the frame rate fucking tanked. That's true. That's very true. And do you remember how much in um Diamond and Pearl when it, it would occasionally give you a split screen view of both Pokemon at once? And it would it would literally halve the frame rate for like just a second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting to see the sales data for this in the next in the next coming months and um it might it, to get the proper data we need we, it might be another 6 months for us to hear like the quarterly Nintendo investor call or whatever. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing all that information. If it's big, they'll brag about it. But also, like, like usually, like Nintendo's sales information, we actually get very quickly. We see like regular updates come out of Nintendo for like, you know, obviously it'll be the biggest seller of the week, but it's about how much of the biggest seller of the week. Um, Yeah, and for how long? The barometer for success for Nintendo seems to be like, has it, like, has it outsold Luigi's Mansion Two? Um. (laughs) Like because that that game sold very very well, um, right? And you're the one on DS, not on the Switch, I believe. Oh, three. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Luigi mentioned three. Um, I can see it doing that. Like yeah. also, like the the Switch hasn't had a big release in a while, so like everybody's primed to jump back into that console, right? Like it's you know people have had the PlayStation releases, Xbox have been releasing games fairly consistently, even if none of them are huge. Um, mm. but the last big Switch game was <laughs> Fire Emblem Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Earlier in the year, that was coming up to six months ago now. You know, like Kirby, I guess, or Bayonetta three. Yeah. Actually, no, sorry, Bayonetta three. Yeah, was... Bayonetta three a month ago. But but yeah. like first party, it was yeah, it was Kirby, and then Switch Sports, I guess, around there, and Splatoon. Yeah, Splatoon a couple of months ago. Yeah, but you're right. It I would say overall it's been a slower year, but uh, it's been quite slow on the Switch front for a couple of two to three years now. Um, so yeah, I we'll see. I like I said, I can't wait to see highlight reel. It'll be interesting to see what the patch process is like. How fast they come out with stuff? How much they fix? If I'm, they bother to fix some things. I'm fully expecting it not to be a thing. Like, I've seen people on Twitter speculate that because the game can seems to get worse over time, that it's a memory leak issue, which is like, what it, What the fuck is so going So fundamental. On? Yeah. Same with that, that like, double input thing. Like, I or, the, or the backwards jumping. Like, all of that stuff is... Like, it's the kind of thing that you can miss if you're not one of... The, like if you're not a seasoned developer or if you don't have enough time to fix it. But we, like, it's it's core stuff. It's fundamental. We've made games. You and I independently from university have made video games. Mm-hmm. I have fixed issues like that in my student games. Yep, me too. You know, like the idea of building a game that has some form of platforming means you need to account for slope. And if the yep. slope is this angle, then you can't climb up it. But if it's this angle, then you can. 
I've done that. <laughs> what are they doing? They just need they just need you they should hire you as a consultant, Jeremy. Game freak, my rates are you can afford me. You can afford me. <laughs> uh, now, Jeremy, we have three other games to talk about today, as well as a whole topic, and we're halfway through our runtime. What do you want to do? Do you want to talk about games for the rest of the show and push our topic till next week? And Pokemon could be our topic? Or do we want to... Because, like, the games Maybe. we've played this week, like... We're going to feel differently about them th- this time next week. Yeah, let's... I do really want to talk about Sifu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, that's a good idea. Pokemon can become the topic of this game, of this of this show, and then next week we've already got a topic. There you go, everyone. We're, we're doing it again. We're, we're, we're re-pushing the 2009 Game of the Year ranking topic till next week. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm still excited for the rest of the conversations we've got uh, about God of War and yeah. about Sifu. And it's time for another Fortnite Fortnite as well. So um, it's right about time for another break. We're going to go to a break. We're going to listen to some music from Toby Fox's Scarlet and Violet soundtrack. Uh, maybe look at a few glitches if they pop up. Uh, but while we do that, uh, rest your ears for a bit. And Jeremy, get ready for the transition button because I can't do it myself. And here comes the music from Shook. You can go to shook.bandcamp.com to listen to more of him. And uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've just been enjoying the lovely advertising efforts of uh, Sony circa the year 2000, uh, showing a buffet of PlayStation 2 culinary delights. This is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> What's that video called? Because people should definitely just go and watch that. Uh, that video is called Dinner at Chez Claude, eating a PlayStation 2. It's very funny, and like you, you get like the you've got the you've got the premise of the of the bit just from the title. Yes, but man, that was a funny time. That was a good time. Everyone should go watch that. Yes, definitely. Uh, we're we're back. We're not going to talk about the two thousand nine game of the year. That's a, a joy in store. Uh, so what we're going to do instead is talk about the other games that we've played this week, which is a surprisingly. It's a it's a chock a block week, which um you know it's good, that's good of us. Yeah, like we we played a bunch. Yeah, go us. I uh the thing I I, I was sitting here, I was going, what what did I? I was sitting here thinking, what, did I play anything else? No, nope, didn't play any more Sonic Frontiers. No, nope, that's it. <laughs> uh. uh I think we should do this in order of when these games came out from most recent to least. So, Jeremy, the, the ball's still in your court. Uh, tell us more of your time with God of War Ragnarok. And, and, and at the very start, tell us how much we are going to spoil. Because I don't even know how much we're going to spoil. Yeah, so... so uh it's hard to say what I'm going to spoil without doing it. Um, I am, I have, uh, so non-spoiler talk. I have a new weapon for Kratos. Mm-hmm. And then Kratos had a little nap. 
And you might think, oh my God, you're spoiling that Kratos dies. I don't know that. What I mean is he literally went to bed. <laughs> that, is, that is a cutscene that happens where he goes to bed. Um, that is where I'm up to. If you don't know what I'm talking about, perhaps get, 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 get ready for some spoilers. If you do yeah. know what you're talking about, then keep listening. If you don't care, also keep listening. Um, Indeed. You've been warned. Yes. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be as long a discussion as last week. No, but, definitely uh, not. It, this is mostly just like I have some grievances with this game mm. that are coming this out is, as I get further and further in. It is the season four Festivus. It is time for the airing of grievances. Yes. Uh I think this game <laughs> doesn't do a lot of things very well. Okay. Cause it's and and that is a shame because like Pokemon, it's doing some interesting things that are being let down by it. Um, mm-hmm. When we talk about God of War twenty eighteen, we talk about a very well told story. I think I spoke about mm-hmm. this briefly last time. The one take throughout the whole game I thought was a cool choice, an interesting creative and narrative choice because it means you can't cut. It means that everything sort of happens linearly. Mm, contiguously. It, yes. From start to end, hypothetically, that is how long everything took mm. in this condensed Norse realm. They have done that again in in God of War Ragnarok. And like, I, how could they not? I think they shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I think if they want to tell this story... It has hurt them. I think they have continued this 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 trend, and I understand why they wanted to do that. But I think they should have thought critically about what is it adding to this game. And I think the answer is nothing. And I think it is actually done to their detriment. This 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 single take because through a lot of this game, Atreus and Kratos split up. They are away from each other. Um, and yet both of their stories continue to happen concurrently. Mm. What that also means is that when you go back and forth in between Atreus and Kratos, you need to think of some really clever ways of not cutting. And I, I know what you're going to say because we spoke about it yesterday and I just want to put this out there that I did not think this was an issue, but please go forward, Jeremy. Uh, you got to think of some really clever ways to, to avoid cutting in between these two tales being told at the same time. And they decided, I don't want to do that. I'm going to think of some really dumb ways. <laughs> <laughs> like Atreus putting a knife on a barrel and then that same knife being on a barrel elsewhere and Kratos picking Jeremy, it up and continuing you, you the tale. You forget the significance of the knife. It's, it's Faye's knife. Faye made those knives. I One don't... of them is phase and like and atreus grabs it from phase burning corpse at the very start of the game and burns his hand and and kratos says now that's your knife and he has one too so that makes sense that they've got the same knife and they're both thinking about Faye. yeah except you can easily look at that and go they sure didn't realize that they're gonna have two separate stories happening at the same time why are they doing a single cut if they're telling two stories happening at the same time? What does it add at that point? Like, it's it doesn't add anything. And it made me laugh out loud at the television mm. screen mm-hmm. at nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. 
And the reason I knew it was bad is because I spoke to someone, like I had a conversation with someone the next day um, who was also playing the game. And we had this fun bonding moment of we didn't realize we both played a lot of games. And so we suddenly had a very big oh. common interest. Um, spoke about Disco Elysium and at a while, like that level of like, oh, oh, right. like yeah, the, you know this stuff, I know this stuff. And we both shared a lot of opinions. Not only do you play games, but you play the good good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You play capital, capital VG video games. Um, and uh, when we were talking about God of War and we were talking about how the, the single cut is not helping, I was about to bring up the knife thing and he brought it up just before I did. And I pointed to him and I said, you know exactly what I was going to say, which was that knife bit. Um, I don't think that the single cut is helping the story at all. There are so many cutscenes in this game that are in gameplay and there is no reason for them to be in gameplay because there's no actual gameplay happening. I'm standing there or I'm... Or you're walking around. Or I'm walking around. It's like Assassin's Creed, like walk with a character to a place because it's gameplay character models and it's gameplay facial animation, which is lack of any, like, there's no there's no emotion happening. It's just the mouth um, moving algorithmically to the words, right? And there are so many moments where I'm like, this single cut means that, like, you can't also have back and forth shots. It has to be this continuous moving camera. And it's, like, I understand that it's meant to be, it's meant to be like a play. You're meant to be watching this thing unfolding in front of you. But the wonderful thing people realized about cutting film is that you can do some really exquisite shots and cuts which add to the story. And this is not doing any of that. And I think it's, I think it's, it's losing me because of it. There was a, mm. th- there's the two, f- t- <laughs> you're, you're for a little bit of a history lesson. There was a movie that, that came out very, very, very early in, in film. It was a black and white film. Oh boy, bloody hell. Everyone buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> there was a black and white film. And this is very early into, into cinema, into the movies, right? And while they were, build, while they were uh, making this movie, cameras back then were very big and very heavy and you need to you need to plan ahead your shots quite a lot that is why you have storyboard that is why you have shot lists and that is why shot lists are are methodically thought out and the director of this film it was it was film was a new medium and so that means he was a new director Mm -hmm. he was experimenting well he was everybody was learning but what happened is there's a shot in the diner. There's a there's a there's a back and forth shot of the camera behind. Say you and I looking at each other. The back and forth shot is the camera behind me and then camera behind you. Yeah. That way you can continue seeing our faces when either of us are speaking to see what we're saying. Mm. In the same way where you see like the other person's shoulder that you're looking over. Just like that. Yeah. Just like that. Great. Classic shot. Classic shot. Film 101. Before, very practical. Very practical. Before Film 101 existed, this was this was a thing, right? And so it was shot on location in a diner. Save some money, I, I believe. It, 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 if it's not, then it was a film set that looked very much like a diner. The way he was going to be able to get this shot was he would have had to knock out part of a wall and set up the camera mm-hmm. over the other person to get that shot correctly, right? Mm-hmm. You build sets around knowing where cameras can be placed, and that is just a thing that happens. That is a thing that you do. You know you can move things around. Things are on wheels all over the place on, on a film set. 
so you can move something out of the way to get a camera there. Cameras back then, much bigger, much heavier. Would have been a little bit expensive to do because everything costs money. He didn't want to do that. So what he did was he just had a single continuous shot behind someone's back. So you can see one person talking and you can't see the other person talking. And that shot is infamous for being a classic mistake. In right. a in a Hollywood budget film of that era, it was a it was a complete error in in directorial, right? It was a thing that he should have done. He should have moved that out of the way. I think I either I think the director went on record or if not it's taught in it was taught as this thing that I saw in this documentary a long time ago as a you know, you need to plan ahead to know what you're doing because when you get on the day and you don't want to do it, sometimes you've fucked up that entire scene and yeah. you watch the scene and the scene is bad because of it because they are just, you like the one person's talking to the person who's just left of camera and the other person is talking away from camera and the entire scene doesn't work at all. Completely fails. Similarly, there's another movie that came out in 2014, I think, or 2015, it was a jumper. <laughs> no, that was well before. Um, Looper. Uh, that was 2015, but not what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I think it was 2015. Um, it was around there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, this movie uh, was called Hardcore Henry. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It is a. Uh, it's ringing bells. It it was a first person film. It is a film that is shot entirely in first person. It's a very gory action film. Um, about a, 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 a character who's got superhuman strength and he's doing all of these incredibly incredible practical shots um, and the entire sec- the entire film is shot in first person. There's probably about six or seven like explicit cuts where he gets knocked out where they could then like for, for plot reasons so they can move to a different scene without him sitting in a car for like you know hours in between sections and yeah. he goes to sleep and he passes out all this stuff right? That film is exhausting to watch. Like I sat and I watched it um, with, with with my friend Max, and we were like really excited about it because the director is known for making these these first person short films that they used to do, and then they got budget for make a whole film out of that concept, made it, and it's fine. It's not amazing. I'm glad I've seen it because it's very. I'm, I was very curious about it, mm-hmm. but it didn't always work because it was exhausting. It was such a tiring yeah. film to watch because that's. There was no stopping for so much of the film. And that didn't work, I think, as well, because you don't have that time, that moment to get a different perspective, literally, to be in a different area of this one room. And so then Mm. you have these long, drawn-out sections where Kratos is having a very intense flashback with a character from his past, and it is a solid six-minute boat ride, maybe, where this character is a gameplay model, so there's no facial animation happening, talking directly to Kratos. You can't see Kratos' face the entire time because you have camera control, but not, that, not enough that they allow you to fling the camera all the way around to look at his face. So you can't see how he's emoting, and he's not because it's in gameplay moment. And they're having this really quite good dialogue, yeah. That is completely failed by the direction of the of the game story and the the way the, the way they're telling the narrative. Is that the same scene where they kneel down in the boat? 
kneel down in the boat. Okay, maybe not. Maybe that. Maybe not. Maybe that's later. Um, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to remember the ending of that scene. Everybody gets turned into like light, like particles. Oh yeah, they go into like a tunnel and yeah, and it gets all like like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that st- that scene was completely failed by them by their desire to make that a a a one shot scene that is also not a cutscene that is that is directed. Mm-hmm. Um and look I like there's a lot of cutscenes in this game like like they they do them quite a lot like and but the, a lot of them are just in game model talking to the main character and I understand you can't direct every single scene but you got to you know I said look I said this last week you got to give me more like you know I'm not believing a lot of these performances because these performances aren't actually performances or rather, the 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 act the 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 characters on screen are not performing. The actors mm. are giving performances. They're giving like quite good voice performances. Yeah, Toby Ziegler. Great writing for for the most part too. Yeah. I think I think the writing is really solid in so many of the different circumstances. Yeah, like in terms of character intention and in terms of character motivations and them them explaining themselves for the most part. I think I think a lot of them are really quite good. Um, you know, like you can feel the conflict between Thor and Odin. You know, you can feel, yeah. you know, like Freya, the best character in the entire game, has got mm-hmm. some really great moments where she's trying to come to terms with her own grief and her own anger and her own desire for revenge. Um, Tyr as well, doing some really interesting stuff. It's yeah. just a shame that none of them are actually getting a performance that shows off, rather, like they're not getting the direction that shows off the best of their performance. Um, Unless they're in like a mocap cutscene, yeah. But even then, even then, give me some ultra close-ups. You know, give me some moments where the the camera focuses on a character where you can see some 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 emotion in it. It is this forever. Yeah, you, you kind this, of only get that. You get that with Kratos every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Kratos is the only, only one. Only with Kratos. Yeah, only with Kratos. Like you, you don't even get it with Atreus, and he's the other main character in this game, right? Yeah, because like, when they when you, when the game does the handshake and it's his turn, it's really quick to like, all right, better go see what's next. And there's this this is this character doesn't fucking sit still. This character is consistently moving. It is always on a. On a like, it's it's like it's got this floating algorithm oh, to the camera. Ma- Pardon? Do you mean the camera? Yeah, yeah. It's like this camera's got this floating like I, I I it's it's either an algorithm or it's directed poorly. But the camera is consistently waving and panning and moving, and it needs to fucking sit still sometimes so you can sit right. with a moment. I'm not sitting with any of these moments because the game isn't letting me. It is just right. moving briskly along because we have more game to get to. It is, it is, yeah, it's, I don't understand. It's funny, especially when you consider how long it takes to get on the sticks at the start of the game. Right, <laughs> right. Because you've got a few gameplay moments, but they're so heavily scripted. It's just like dogs, it's, it's, it's sled riding for three minutes, which is basically just avoid five obstacles. And, and press the right block buttons. This is spoilers for the very start of the game, but you get attacked by Freya. I'm, I'm just bringing this up now because I, I keep forgetting this, but the, when I was playing it with Sam, the very, very first time I was playing the game, there's this moment where she is, she's got Kratos by the throat, like strangle holding him. And he says, I don't want to fight you. 
and you have to press R1 and then she goes to, to, your, to your other shoulder and you have to press L1 and then R1 and then L1. And I was just pressing L1 because that's the defense button and I just fucked it up for long enough that she snapped Kratos' <laughs> neck and fell off into the distance. It was like a dead space, like, death cutscene. It's, like, it's like Tomb Raider. Like, yeah, yeah. And I kind of think this game could do with more of those because Kratos when he dies in every other scene is just, he just like falls like a plank. Yeah. He just falls, he falls <laughs> like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And so I, it's fun. It was, that was our very first experience of that, of the game, which is very funny. Yeah. It's like, Oh shit. Um, but yeah. And then it's, and then it's a really long cut scene at the start and then a really scripted, like non combat, anything, and then more cut scene. And then you finally get to play. Um, but you're right. Uh, from that point, the, the, when you hit the emotional cutscenes, they are, you're in them and it's heavy now. Yeah. And yeah. then it's over and it's gameplay. And then it's heavy now for this cutscene. And then it's over and it's gameplay. And, and yeah, I think and, you're and right. They could have done with fine. some more like, yeah. When, it, when it's heavy now and then it's gameplay, I get that. It's still a game. Yeah. But you need to give me gameplay. <laughs> you need to stop giving me moments where I'm standing there with control, but I'm just watching people talk. Right. You've been given the sticks to go walk into someone's house to listen to them talk for three more minutes before yeah. anything actually happens. Nearly every scene with Tia, bar maybe you freeing him at the beginning of the game, he's yeah. just standing there talking, not emoting, and look, I haven't had my tear moment yet. You know, I'm sure it'll come where he'll either decide or not. But like, you know, he's 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 at the moment he's still very steadfast. Um, I haven't had hit, like his resolution yet. But yeah, yeah. Fuck me, dead. Is he not doing anything and just yeah. currently slowing the game down? I don't mean not doing anything in terms of his pacifism. I mean, as in not doing anything for the story. He is like yeah. for the narrative part. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting what they did with him. He's he's giving interesting perspectives to other characters. That means I get to stand there with camera control, and yeah, watch. And you want to listen to the good writing, and you just stand there and listen. to And them. I'm just watching two NPCs talk, and it's and it's not like a it's not like a cool immersive sim where these two characters are naturally having a conversation. It's like no, no, no. We're there to have the conversation for you, the player. Yeah, we are here to act for you except it's it reminds me of being in disneyland where there are two characters two mascots walking around and they have an interaction you know a star wars rebel you know runs up to a like a patron at at disneyland and says like quick hide me there are stormtroopers coming and then these stormtroopers walk in and they say like you there halt whatever and then they 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 act out this little this this little play in front of you Mm. it's very cute but you're there. That's why it's fun. You can interact as well. They will point to you, the person in Disneyland, and say, no, 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 he did it. And then the stormtrooper will point at you and say, is this true? And you can write out the rebel or not, right? Or you can Mm -hmm. say, rebel, run, and then the rebel will run away and the stormtrooper goes like, we've got our eyes on you and then walk away because they've got like, they've got five lines recorded that they they can only say. I don't know if you've seen the stormtroopers at Galaxy's Edge, but- I've I've seen, yeah. Their controllers are actually, like, sorry, their controllers, their guns that they hold are actually- what buttons they can press to say different voice lines and they've only got so mm. many. Um, mm. That's fun because you're there. You're part of it. You decided what happened. This is like less than that. Yeah. 
I would maintain it's still not that out of the out of it's still very in line with what you get from games. Like it's the kind of thing I feel like we give a pass to in many different games. I'm, I, I, I still, I hear this kind of thing and I'm like, I can understand why it's irking you. I'm struggling to understand why it's this game that's irking you for this one. Like, I feel like this has been a staple of cinematic or narrative focused games for a long time. I think because I didn't feel this way at all in the first game. This was, this was not an issue with the first game at all. Like, everything that I'm complaining about, either it happened less <clears throat> or what they were doing fit better and more cohesively with the rest of the experience, right? Okay, the, sure. the, the The single shot journey, all that stuff. Like, God of War, like, there are moments about Kratos. Sorry, there are moments about Atreus in the first game, but that game is about Kratos. Yeah. Like, Kratos yeah. is in every single fucking scene. And so yep. that single cut means that you are watching the story of Kratos the entire time. I'm not saying that this game needed to only be about Kratos, but you needed to realize that you can't have it both ways. Right. Like at that point, if they had come out and said, hey, we love doing that single cut thing, we're not doing it for the second one because we want to give, we want to tell a story that is, that is broader. We need distance away from Kratos at times, and that mm -hmm. just doesn't work as well with a single cut story. If they had said that, if they didn't say that, if they revealed the game as a game with cuts, someone would have asked, "Hey, what was the decision to move away from the single cut story?" They would have said exactly what I said, and everyone would have yeah. went, "Great, bring it on." But it was like they decided that, and then they wrote the story, mm -hmm. and then they had to fit it. And I'm like, "That that you shouldn't have done that." Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's something I because I, I could see I can see those things that you say, but yeah, it it personally doesn't bother me. And I'm wondering if it's like a like I'm like I understand what they're what they're offering, and I I just like meet it meet it where they're at kind of a thing. Or I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, like look, look I'm I'm being I'm being quite critical of, of of this, but I think which is fine. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, sure. Like I'm not like I'm I'm not apologizing for being critical, but what I'm saying is I think that this game is meeting a very high standard. And so the parts where it's failing, I think, is like far more visible. Um, and also their whole thing is, you know, this cinematic experience, right? Like that's, that's the God of War thing. That's the Sony Santa Monica thing. But that's, that's, also, that's also like the Sony thing, right? Like they do, they do these games. And so when they, when they miss, it's very obvious. You know, the entirety of Days Gone missed for the most part. And that was plainly right. clear. And that is why people were so harsh on that game was because they're part of a caliber of games. And when it fails to meet it, it fumbles dramatically. And I think this is fumbling its story, which I think is a shame because I'm enjoying it quite a lot. Mm. But it's just it's just not working. It, it It's like... It's like watching a second season of a show that doesn't know why its first season was so good. You know, like it's the it's the it's the Ted Lasso, it's the Westworld, it's the True Detective, right? Like True Detective season one on paper is so True Detective season two on paper is an incredible season of television, apart from okay. watching it. <laughs> <laughs> the execution completely failed. I would argue that Ted Lasso season two has a terrible first episode, but it season two does work. Right. Um, I do know that feeling though. Uh, 
not terrible first episode, but they do lose the magic in it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm still excited to hear more as we get there. Like I'm still playing it. Like I'm, you know, yeah. I'm enjoying a little bit more variety with the new weapon. Like that's fun enough. Yep. Um, I'm a bit over upgrade trees. I'm a bit over everybody getting an upgrade tree. Um, mm-hmm. bit over. I did. I, I did get to a point where I just kind of forgot about them, and yeah. just checked in like every couple of hours and just, that, that, just that's what I'm as doing as much as I could. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, bit over gear and bit over gems and the different buffs and abilities each everything does and upgrading different like bit over all that. I don't think that adds. I, I've not looked at that system at all and went, so glad this is here. Um, yeah. I've never once went... I don't really know many people who have, have yeah, done that. I don't really know why it's there. Like if I they, think as well because it's quite balanced, so it kind of doesn't matter in a way. Yeah, like why Why can't this just be a really good action game? Um, Like, you know, character, you know, is the XP progression and level progression. I understand number go up means happy brain chemicals, but like, like what are we doing here? Like, what does this really give to the game? Um, it doesn't change enough that I'm like, I've got my play style, you know, it's just like, Oh, I'm just choosing the one with higher numbers. Huh? Yeah. I, I did feel like I could pick my preferences. Like there's one that's good for bare handing and parrying. And it's like, oh, I prefer the one that gives me more elemental damage on my, powered up weapons when they when they get that ability charged i'm like okay, and like that's that's fine but yeah you're right it doesn't really do much like if it wasn't there i wouldn't really miss it yeah like it reminds me of the gear system in in like these Assassin's creed games like i i don't need this yeah. here like i just yeah make me make me fun make me good make me cool make me enjoy myself yeah um also i still think there's far too many fucking chests <laughs> Mm-hmm. Every every thirty seconds, there's just more, and there's like like realm. No one has been here before. I'm like, ooh, still chests though. <laughs> yeah, they gotta. They that's to make your brain feel good, Jeremy. That's what they want. Well, there's too many that it, that it's lost all meaning. Mm. But you don't want to miss one. I'm missing them. I'm seeing them and going, ah, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, cool. I look forward to hearing more, Jeremy. It's no vampire I, uh, survivors, that's for sure. Yeah. I've played some of that this week. Still good. Still good. Game's a lot though. Yeah. It's very intense. It's um still good and I, I get very turned around by all of the I don't like having objectives to go towards on the map. Or having a map. I don't know. Like it's lost a bit of its simplicity and I know I could just not press escape and look at the map, but a bit, I'm a bit like, I feel like I'm pulled in four different directions as opposed to just like surviving. Yeah. But once surviving doesn't become the, the goal anymore, once you can easily survive, mm. then you, you need a thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good point. Uh, something else I played this week, Jeremy, uh, just yesterday, actually, uh, Black Friday sales started, so I had a look, had a look around. Um, I, this is unrelated, but I saw there's a, a, a few good things on sale on the Switch eShop, yeah. including Persona Five Royal, which just came out, down from ninety nine ninety nine to sixty nine dollars. It is, it is seventy bucks for that game on Switch, which is 
a lot for that game considering it's been out for a bit but if you really wanted it on switch for a decent price that's pretty good it's pretty good it's also on game pass it is on game pass but you can't get it on switch on your game pass it's true it's so true you are speaking facts there, Kerry. I, I can't. I can't tell you anything that is more true uh, than that. Um, but what I bought and what I decided to finally dive into because it's been hovering in the back of my brain for months and months and months, um, close to ten now, is Seafood. Uh, well, this is a game I thought I didn't play because it came out during um, Elden Ring's time. This game came out before Elden Ring. It turns out. Uh, I think I was playing Arceus at the time, which is why I didn't pick up Sifu, and then Elden Ring, and then and then it was the middle of the year, and, and then and then and then. Um, my experience with this game post playing it was listening mostly to the kind of funny games cast about it, the review, which was uh, Tim and Andy and Blessing all really liking it at different levels of competency, where Tim was like, I put by far the most amount of hours into this out of anyone and have the least amount of progress. Like he was just kind of banging his head against the wall, but he just wanted to get better. And then Tamor from GameSpot Giant Bomb was there and he was saying how he was struggling with it and he was, uh, yeah, really struggling to get into it. He felt like it was like a, like a, a worse done Sekiro because it has similar systems that, that, didn't, that weren't quite as good. Um, so that was my experience going into it. And I was playing this game yesterday and I started getting, I'm, I'm, I'm playing it and I'm like, oh, these are kind of, these are some really technical inputs. Like if, if you don't know, Sifu is, I think I said Sekiro. Sifu is, um, it's a, it's kind of like a Kung Fu revenge tale. It's this group of people kill your, your dad, who's a Kung Fu master, martial arts master, and they kill you, but you're holding onto this relic and it brings you back to life and you train and you're, you're finally ready at the age of 20 to go and, avenge your father uh and you've also got this relic that can bring you back to life and the more you die um the it, it brings you it the relic continues to bring you back bring you back to life but you you age like a year and then you age like if you die again you age like two years and if you die again you age like three years so you go from 21 to 23 to 26 to all of a sudden you're in your 40s and you, you don't have as much health and if you get to the age of 70 that your relic breaks and the next time you die you're fully dead um, it, but it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a single player classic fighting game. It's kind of like if they turned Street Fighter into a narrative experience. Careful. Um, in some way. Careful. What? That sounds too appealing or? Oh, it, it sounds, it sounds like, it sounds like the, the, the reason everybody is angry at the game awards for, for. Seafood. Oh yeah, no, it shouldn't be in there because that's not what fighting games are. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But I do think it is the best equivalent to quickly understand what the gameplay is like. Right. It's, you know, you're immediately learning like stick movement combos. So there's like a palm strike, which pushes people back and like a leg sweep, which knocks opponents down. And they're a core part of your movement set. That's it's, it's what you need to use. Um, like you don't have to unlock those moves. You just have them. And you have to press up, down, and then the input, square or triangle, to do either one. And fi- and learning that took some time. It took me a bit. You know, it's like it's some quarter circle nonsense. Um, so I go through, and I'm getting my butt handed to me. But I get through the whole first level okay, and it's really cinematic. And like 
it's a really great art style which carries it forward in the moments where it doesn't have the best execution like some parts are really low poly or um pretty low detail textures but the, the direction really carries it um and i'm playing more and i get to the second level and 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 i actually just get my shit kicked in and i die um and i'm like okay so maybe i should go back so i'm in a better spot by the start of the next level so i've got more age meter cuz it's like there's five levels and the the youngest age you you are when you get to a level is the youngest age where you can start that level so if you use all of your many lives getting through the second level and you can only start the 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 third level at age 75 you have no deaths left to get through the next three levels which are incrementally harder yeah, so right. it becomes about needing to perfect the second level so that you can get through it with more buffer with with more age left in in the tank so you can then suffer some deaths in the in the learning process of levels three four and five um so it's kind of a roguelike in that sense and it but like it's not different every time so then it's kind of more like outer wilds or death loop where they're asking you to to get a more perfect run they start to demand a, a perfectionism mindset and is it is it the same enemies doing the same attacks every time? Not the same attacks every. Well, I, uh, that's hard to. They've they've got the same move sets. Okay. Um, but it's not like I know they're gonna do left right kick, left right kick every time. Like like they will do different things. They will group up on you in different ways. It's it is. Or dynamic. So it's like not like super hot, where it's like no, like this is gonna. Be yeah, this yeah, next. No, not not like super hot. It's like you walk into a uh, into a room, and then it's how they interact. Like you could start the fight by throwing a bottle or throwing whatever weapon you're holding, and that could one of them will be stunned earlier, and so they'll interact differently. So you're not dealing with two of them at once or four of them at once. So. But is it like? Is it like I beat up these two guys and I know in the next room there's three guys, but one's around the it corner. It is definitely like that. Yes, it is like that. Yeah, right. So you could, you, like, it's similar to like maybe like a Hotline Miami then. Yeah, kind of. Kind of like Hotline Miami. I'd say it's a bit more dynamic than that because um, Hotline is very kill or be killed within like fractions of a second. Sure. Because it's, it's not quite as fast, it, it gives you more room to do different things and it gives the enemies more room to do different things. But that is a good equivalent. <laughs> Jeremy's just drunk far too much water. Spilt water all over myself. Continue. <laughs> so I, I'm starting to I'm, I'm starting to feel some friction, and I'm like, I'll just try and do it better. And I and I and so I start running through the first level of the of the room again. And this room that when I was going through my first time, I kind of muddled through and I didn't die in once. All of a sudden, I die in it three times in a row. Oh, and I'm like. Well, fuck. This is this isn't the run. I can't go through with this because it's going to put me in a bad spot. The whole point of me going back is to get to the end better, is to be more perfect, is to have done it better. And I was like, did I did I grasp it more since then? And and so where it asks for perfectionism from you, I start to get annoyed because I can't reliably get. I, I like I can't. I feel like I can't learn the enemies. Because their 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 tells for their attacks are so fast, right? Like faster than Sekiro, I would say. They're so fast that it's hard to tell what's going to happen. All of a sudden, you can get comboed, 
the enemies can attack you at the same time, which is like in theory is like that's a that solves the Gotham the Arkham problem right where they they all wait their turn, but then it leads to scenarios where it's like you get hit by a bat, you get stunned, punched in the head, hit by the bat again, you get knocked over, you can't get up in time, you get hit by the bat, you're dead. That's yeah, all right. of your health gone in like three seconds. I was like, well, fuck, man. And so that that perfectionism they demand from you, I feel like they you I can't reliably give it to them. And yeah, it's those instances where I'm acing rooms and then and then I get slaughtered by them the next time mm. is really frustrating. It's they've also got some really annoying unlocks where like there are like three totems in it. Do you need to check the cat? Is no, like okay? sorry, I I sorry, I keep looking behind me. I am I am listening to just the cat. She she she's she's in a mood, um, yeah. and she keeps almost like pulling a lamp off a table, but also <laughs> like the, also the lamp is very sturdy and also not plugged in, and so I'm kind of just waiting for her to learn her lesson, right? In in a, in a safe experience of like, hey, don't fuck with that lamp. <laughs> yeah. Um, because she keeps like grabbing the power cable and like so like oh, like, like no. the ca- the cable and just like like whacking it. I'm like, don't don't you dare! I mean, like, yeah, you, kid, you can't do that. Like, you will learn, but like this lamp isn't plugged in, so it's actually safe. But also, like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> so they've got these weird unlocks, right? Yes. Every time you die, you get access to the menu where you can spend your experience points, and there's about 20 to 25 different things in there. And some of them are like, you get like a, like a street fighter for like special meter that builds up. Mm-hmm. And then you can just spend chunks of it on certain moves. And some moves take more chunks. You can earn up to three. Um, and so you can buy new moves for that. Uh, that do different things, or you can um, spend it on a, a new type of move, a new, a new kick attack or a, uh, a way to spin people around once you hit them so you can orient the people in a different way. So you have more control on the space. Or uh, you have to unlock the ability to kick things across the room, to, to throw objects without holding them first. Sure. Um, those can become permanent unlocks when you buy them five times. And so all of a sudden I'm, I, I do a run and I get these moves and I think they're kind of cool, but then I die. And then I can't specifically remember it shows you what you did do and what progress is but it's like oh i didn't use that before maybe i should try something else and all of a sudden i'm trying to use moves that i no longer have access to in my second run so then i stop paying attention to what i want for this run and i'm just like i just want to unlock as much as i can because i feel like this is this is just core move set that's locked away from me right and i just need to get it by grinding kind of a kind of a thing so i just start trying to buy as much as i can on this thing and that feels flawed that feels just busted um and also there's a thing where like the hardest to buy things, the most expensive things you can only buy when you're under a certain age. So you only get access to buy the super important combos when you're when you've really got a handle on the game. And that that seems like interesting balancing, but I just kind of feel like it's like, why haven't why isn't this just an unlock I get after beating the third level? Yeah, right. Okay. Like why couldn't I just go to the the training dummy and learn the the, the 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 next block of moves for the next level and then carry that forward with me. Are you getting a lot of potential unlocks at, an, at any given moment where it's like you can sort of play to your strength or is it just kind of no, like... No, it's kind of slow. Right. It's kind of slow. So like I, I've I've played about four or five hours and I and I permanently unlocked about five or six of the things out of about seven, out of about 20 or 25. Um, 
And the others that are there, I just, I can't use or I don't focus on them because I don't have enough of that resource. So that's, that's one of the unlocks. You, you get access to that when you die or when you're at your home base between levels. The other ones, so there are these idols. Uh, there are three of them in each level. Some of them are optional, uh, but they give great bonuses. One of them, it adds to your, your, your like focus bar, which is that like Street Fighter attack bar I was mentioning, mm-hmm. or it adds to your weapon durability and power, gives you more health on kill, um, so you, you can get more health regeneration. Uh, it can reset your death counter. So you know how I said when you die, you age one year. When you die again, you age two years. Yep. There are ways to lower how many years you age by. Um, okay. That's one of them. The, those different things you can only buy once you meet certain thresholds. So if you're too old, then you lose access to some of the, the options. If you don't have enough experience, you don't have access to some of the options. Um, and then there's like a score you get for every level. So like, the higher your score by that totem, you get more things. The higher your experience by that level, you can spend it on the totem and as opposed to on that death menu. But those, those, you lose all of those when you restart a run. And so the only way to get all those bonuses is to do the run the whole time. You can unlock shortcuts, but it skips most of the idols. So you don't get those power-ups, but maybe you have more age when you go through, but then you don't have the power-ups that you kind of might actually need by the time you get to level five and you need as much as you can get. It's the returnal issue. Kind of, yeah. Jumping ahead Kinda. doesn't do you any favors. Yeah. And like, you, you, you're meant to lose it all if you restart another level from, from like not in the right sequence. So if you like go back a, a level or jump forward to something, if you died and you give up, but then sometimes you just bring forward the stuff you had in the past one and, and it explains all of this nearly next to none at all. Right, okay. <laughs> so it's like, oh man. So this is, this is all, this is like a pretty accurate de- depiction of my frustration last night. I'm yes. sitting there and I'm like, I want to get better at this game. I feel like I can. It's really technical. I'm feeling frustrated by the, the parries and... I feel like I get comboed and it's not actually doing anything and my stance doesn't break and my stance breaks and theirs doesn't and I don't know what they want me to do and I keep dying. And so it all kind of comes to a culmination for me where Sam's gone to bed and, and, I, and I just, I'm dying. I'm like, fuck. And I just said out loud, I said to Sam, I was like, I don't think I like this game. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's weird. I'm going to bed. I'm like, okay. And I keep playing. I get to this, the boss of the second encounter, of the second level. Three times. First time kills me. Second time kills me. Real quick. He's a bow staff guy. Third time, I'm like, uh, I've got, I've gotten, I've gone in there with the lowest age so far, so I have gotten better. I've got like three lives basically before I'm toast, and it's not going to do me any good for level three. But let me at least get this this kill under my belt, and I'll feel better about that, and I'll learn a bit more. And so I start. I go in there and I get hit in the head. I'm like, oh, fuck, and I start doing this this dodge. And I won't go into how I think the dodges are really asinine. Like, I think they're far too complex. Because um, the parry button, the, like the block button is L1. And then to parry, you have to, you know, it's a similar thing. You got to do it at the right time. You block right before they attack and you, you deflect. And they, they take a lot of stance damage and you can sort of counter. But if you hold L1 and press down, then you do like a dodge. And they say the tutorial is dodge high attacks and dodge low attacks by pressing down and up while holding L1. Mm-hmm. And so you either step backwards and move your feet to dodge a low attack or you, you duck. But what it, in reality is, is, is dodge high attacks is dodge 90% of all attacks is what dodge high attacks actually means. Okay. That, means that means stabs 
swipes and just anything else that isn't a low sweep. Furniture being thrown at you? Uh, that's you. You kind of want to block that, but you know, you, you'd probably dodge that with the L one okay. with the high dodge. And so I'm like, okay, so I just always high dodge, and and that makes the the low attacks feel really cheap because again, you don't know when they're coming, and a lot of the time, they're they're forecast with like the opposite. So when the when the character gets really low, you're like, oh, they're low, they're gonna go low for me, and they do like a a really sweeping high attack, so you get hit in the head, and like, oh, what? So really antithetical stuff, and. But I start dodging this bow staff guy. I'm like, okay, I've been using the dodge more. I've been trying to be more patient, not rush in. And I start dodging. And I do that. And I'm, and I'm dodging all of his attacks. I'm like, oh, great. And so I, I get in a few hits and he starts attacking. I dodge all of them or I only get hit once. I get to the second phase. I'm like, crap, okay, don't fuck this up. And I start dodging them all and, and hitting back. And, and I knock him down on his ass at some point and I And I punch him on the ground and he gets up. And I, I dodge him some more. And I only get hit once. And... I hit him and it's over all of a sudden and I and I beat the second boss and I'm like oh <laughs> that was sick that was great is it is it like that moment is that like the what like was that me like learning souls? Is that me breaking through? I mean, I don't. I, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far because I feel like learning souls is a thing that takes like a year or so at this point. No, it doesn't have to, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it took me like eight. Um, but like the yeah. the was this a like, you know, Did, does it click? Yeah. Are you seeing the matrix? No. Okay. I'm not seeing the matrix. I am better. Mm-hmm. It feels like through brute force and practice. Right. So I'm understanding how to use their mechanics that are very strict and and to stay out of situations that would mean that I get hit four times in a row. It's it's an incredibly punishing game. And I'm playing on that standard difficulty, which is the only one it released with, and they had the other ones. Once I beat that second boss, I was like, I got to see what this easier difficulty is like. I start a new game. Let's try the easier difficulty. I don't die once in the first level. I right, just okay. don't. So it's, so I'm like, it's, oh, this is, a, this is too easy. Yeah. And also I've probably just learned to be better through, because like I, I have done, I have gotten better. You could see the progress. Sure. And so I was like, fuck, I don't know. I just don't know how to feel about this game. It's so, it's pulling me in, in two separate directions at once. I'm, I am keen to try more and to see if I can learn more and get better but the 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 perfectionism it demands and the and the way it does that and the and the the imperfect ways that the that you can um interact with the enemies it's it's a little grating it's a little at odds with itself is it fun yes okay when it works, it's so slick. The animations are awesome. And I feel like the punches are really good because like they're being blocked a lot of the time. So it's not like each punch is like a roundhouse, like humdinger, but it feels like a lot of swift strikes. Each one's got a good, a good punch, a good solid impact. And each, each foe could take a few of those. And then you break their stance and you could do like a, like a Spider-Man or an Arkham finisher. 
and sometimes it's context dependent and they get slammed into the wall or they or they get knocked over the table. Did did you ever it's, play did you ever play Sleeping Dogs? No, not really. Okay. They do that a lot not in really, that game not. and it's fucking dope. That game is sick. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 does feel good when it feels good. It's just then I go into a room where it's like I know it's in here and I get fucking bodied and I for no reason seemingly or maybe maybe it's on me, right? Maybe it's my fault. But like other times I'm fighting like there are like really hard enemies sometimes and I'm like I don't know what your weakness is. I don't know what I'm meant to do with you here. And I'm trying to dodge you and it's not working. I'm trying to block you and you you fuck me up. <laughs> you know how I described those dodges with holding L1. There's also like the run button. If you press it, you do a dodge. Right. It's like different to the other dodges. And so I'm like, I think the, the dodging's far too complex. Um so yeah, it's a it's a complex relationship with this game, I feel. It's a con a complex situation. Are you pulled to go back to it? I am. I am. I want to play more tonight. I want to see how much further I can get. I want to see how much lower I can beat that second level and see how much... I want to try and make progress. Did Seafood come to Pardon PC? Me. Seafood's on PC. Yeah, I think it yeah. launched on Epic. That's um, right. Yeah, because I was trying to remember when and now I remember because someone added a... Someone modded that game to make you Daredevil yes, from the Netflix Daredevil. show. Yeah, no, that was instant. It launched on PC. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, which is cool because there's a there's like an old boy corridor style fight yeah. just once, which is cool. That's fun, and they do some awesome things with like lighting that like vibrates nice in the dual sense and like it's it's cool. But man, the the fundamentals of the mechanics they're pulling me every which way. They're making <laughs> me hate it, and they're making me like they're giving me that moment that that breakthrough moment. Yeah, right. It's weird, weird time. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. And it bears mentioning as well. Um, you and I mentioned this, uh, Jeremy, a couple of days ago, and I mentioned playing it. Uh, but there is a critique that was leveled against this game uh, that I'm going to bring up when I find my tab. I was looking at it earlier today. Here it is. Oh, like the, um, the appropriation one. So yeah, it's made by Slow Clap. Slow Clap is an, a European studio, and uh, so this game was it was made by people who aren't at all from Asia, let alone China. Um, and their, their, their cultural, their culture consultant is someone who has learned Kung Fu and is the, the motion cap artist for the game, um, motion cap performer, but is also like white. Uh, and so, yeah, there was a, there was an article from Ki Hoon Chan that came out in, uh, it came out near the release in January 19th um, on the gamer. And it's a it's a good read. Just talking about how it's a shame that, um, yeah, not even anyone from the region was was a part of the game or part of the part of the lead development team. Yeah, like um, there was that, and there was the like the press kit they sent out, which was just like, remember this? It was just like like generic Chinese like. Oh, was it? Like just things, you know, it was like, you know, a coin and like uh, those, those are like it, people can look that's, it up. Yeah, that's not good. It was just like, like, this is like, this doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny because the, the, the person writing this article says that it seems like, yeah, he, here's the line. Um, so this is a quote. And to be fair, there isn't anything particularly egregious about Sifu so far. I've seen the trailers, watched several gameplay videos, and discovered, to my huge relief, that there has been no misspelled Chinese words and zero philosophizing on the concept of honor, be it by the protagonist himself or, or the game makers. 
but it's still a pity that none of the studio leads, even the consultant they hired, are Chinese or Asian, particularly for a game that features a Chinese protagonist along with an entirely Chinese cast of characters and punchable mobsters. So yeah, I, I highly encourage you to give it a read. Um, don't read any comments associated with it. They're not fun. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's worth mentioning. And it's the kind of thing, I'm glad I bought it on sale for like like 40. It, and I don't think it, it doesn't really overcome those issues. Like it's good that they're not being like outright offensive, but it's just kind of the, the way it was processed and handled is clearly insensitive in and of itself. Um, and not really the way we want people to be doing things. So yeah, yeah, a really strange experience I have with that game. Just just did twelve hours yesterday. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, do we want to talk about Fortnite, Jeremy, or do we want to get out of here? What do you reckon? Let's do a, let's do a quick check in before before because because in two weeks it'll be the event will have been done. Yep, and we're we're coming up to the end of the season. Yeah, um, I haven't played it at all, Kerry. How is Fortnite? There's Fortnite. I realized that Fortnite's Fortnite. I realized I said how is, and I didn't have like a. I didn't have a. That sentence doesn't lend itself to saying the phrase Fortnite. Fortnite. How is Fortnite? Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's been good. It's been really fun. I would have, I played some rounds of Apex uh, sometime in the last week and had fun hanging out with friends. But it was the kind of thing where I got like, you know, you get the daily objective to get 10 knocks or 10 knocks or assists, mm-hmm. 10 knocks, kills or assists. And I got like four across a three hour play session, like knocks. Like I didn't get any, it was knocks or assists. And it was like, I, I, I wasn't, I was dying first. I was, it was, it was a bad time. Uh, and then like I've played Fortnite the next night and I got like 50 kills within two hours and I felt like amazing. I felt so good. That's cool. Just, it, it's been funny. Uh, so for, for context, I'm battle pass level 122, which means I'm one level away from getting the spider Gwen with hood removed style. And that's, that's the one I was really aiming for. And once I got that, I'll, I'll be pretty set. Um, if I can get some of the others, then great. But at this point, I'm in the extra. I'm in the the battle pass plus. So, um, yeah, it's been it was great going for that, um, going for that goal of getting Spider Gwen, who was at the top of the battle pass. Got her. Her skin's great. It's got this really reactive backpack, which has got this comic thing that like reacts when you shoot people. That's cool. Which is like. It's so cool. So oh, it that's just says, the, meanwhile. Like, yeah, that's right. I saw that. I, and I remember when they said it was reactive, I was like, oh, that's sick. That's really cool. Yeah. Like when I see it on other people, I'm like, oh, that's dumb. But when I'm playing with it and I see it, it's going like, bow, bow, super bow, bow. Every, with every hit, it's like, yep, give me more of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you you get the awesome like dotted comic effect on her. And, she, and I was telling you her emote, it, it animates on twos where it's got that like half step animation that you see in into the spider verse. So it's, it's great. I have played so much though, that I think they're starting to put a few less bots into my games or I'm starting to drop differently where I'm starting to drop into hotter spots and find more humans faster. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. yep. And so I, w- I was having those 50 kill evenings and I'm starting to recognize the bots too, where I'm just running and there's people, there was this one time I got, out of the out of the zone and i was sitting in a tree healing and there were four bots outside the zone that were slowly walking in 
and they could technically see me. So they shot towards me. None of their shots hit. And I just didn't. I like, I'm looking for them. I'm like, where are you? And I can't see them because they're in the zone. And, and it's just in their code to like run in. And so I just watched someone shot at me. And so I look towards them and I, and I see them jaunting into the line and then they just die because they took too long. Someone else shoots at me. I turn to look towards them. They, they like reload. They, yep. they just die in the field. It happened like four times. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see a pattern of like, the bots pick fights and then don't hit anything. Yeah. They're like stormtroopers. They've, I, I am so curious about these bots. I wonder how many of them are spawned in. Oh. I'm, I'm so curious. Like because you don't think they all drop off the bus? I don't think so. Yeah, that is funny. I, I, I've, I I've been sitting v- there wondering, like, these matches are taking a minute from when I die to when I get onto the island. And then there's a bit more time queuing up. And I'm like, I remember when Fortnite was fast. It was it was like 12, 15 seconds until you're in the next game. And yeah. I'm like, these games are full of bots and it's taking like two minutes to get started each time. How, what is the player base like right now? And maybe it's a regional thing. Maybe it's just like an Australian regional thing. There's just not that many people. I, but, I do notice the later it gets, the, the slower it gets because that's how that yeah. works. Um, and so I think you can see that happen. Um, it's never to the point of like, remember when we used to play Apex and it'd get to a certain point in the night where we couldn't actually play? Yeah, um, yeah I do remember that. Whereas, like before it, when it was in the in the middle of its up, when it was trying to come back on its upswing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not like that now, but like it was for a little bit. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, like I've got this, I've got this feeling that bots sometimes spawn in just a just a chunk away. It does feel like that sometimes. And they hit, they're they're like, hit, they're I didn't see anyone land here. It's it's the same thing. It's the Disneyland thing. It's these two paid actors. They're having a little fight. Yeah. It's just a just a just a a, a few buildings through the forest. Yeah, like, so you can see like, the the red yeah, uh, like, shoot like, indicators like, on Like, what compass. the fuck's going on there? And you see these two morons miss each, <laughs> not other, hit each other, not hit each other. They are fa- And then sometimes you wait long enough, they get low health, but I don't think they kill each other. Yeah. And then you just like, blink, blink, and like two kills. You're like, hmm. I've, I've started getting aggressive where mm. I just... I just pick the fight now where they're, they're fighting and I just open fire. Yes, th- that is why I'm all consist- hurt. Yeah. But like all of them are hurt to their health. Yeah. So like I, I take down their shields and then it's like one more shot and they're dead. It's like, what are you doing? You're not even healed. And then the other one's like, where did that come from? And then you shoot them once and they die. It's like, man, what the fuck? And then you, you roll into Tilted and some MLG player who's got the Fortnite Championship League like, like crash test dummy skin like throws a crash pad at you you bounce into the air they bounce up underneath you two shots with a shotgun you're over and you're spectating them for two minutes and they are across the other side of the map by the time you started the new game because they're so fast and they're so hyperactive yeah it's like well, of course i died to that some kid who snorted crushed up adderall and stepdad is yelling at him to get off the xbox suddenly starts building in the no build mode and i'm like what is going <laughs> like <laughs> what the fuck is this yeah like somebody literally has to stop playing in the last five years once yeah and they, they picked it up when they were 12 and their brain was malleable yeah yeah like it's, it's it they know how to pl- they know how to play that game more than they know how to like eat food yeah and like so what I've really, the, the games I enjoy the most, because I can win games solo. I never do that in a battle royale, but I could do that in this game sometimes. And the games that I win solo, is it's when 
uh, I land somewhere maybe for a quest, maybe just out of the way. I don't land near too many people. I pick off a bunch of people along the way. And by the time it gets to like the final seven or six, that's, that's when it's anybody's game. And usually the hyperactive players don't make it to the end. Yeah. They're, they're there for the hot drops and they're there to kill as whoever they see. And they, which means they, they make themselves a target and they usually die. Yeah. Yep, and too. so by the time you get to the end, it's full of the sensible people. You've got <laughs> you've got snipers, you've got people who hide in bushes, and you've got people who who crouch and walk around carefully and survey their surroundings. Yeah. And so then the, the last the last ten people in a in a match, that's a really fun dynamic. It's a it's a cool way to see that happen. And their aim isn't cracked, and it just kind of comes down to a decent fight of actual people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So yeah, it's a it's what a weird game. What we say this. I game. say it every time I boot it up, and especially when I'm playing with people. What a fucking strange time. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre. So bizarre. It's been really fun to get into it and like learn the learn the guns a bit more. I'm I'm cool to see what changes with the season and to know what changes and to be like, oh, this this shotgun that I liked and like I hated when I picked it up the first time, but I really grew to like it. Now that one's changed or it's not there anymore. And there's this new thing. What's different there? Like I'm, I'm cool. I'm excited to see that, but kind of like cursorily, like I don't, I don't need to know what happens. I'll enjoy playing it and seeing what's new and then we'll see what happens next. Yeah. Yep. 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 Anyway, that was the, that was the, um, the, the Fortnite Fortnite. The Fortnite Fortnite. Check back in two weeks when we see what changes in chapter three, season five. Well, no, it's the end of the chapter, isn't it? Or the end of the season. End of the season. End of the season. The chapters traditionally have ended after ten seasons. Right. So we're only halfway in this chapter. Which means we've got like another year and a half before the end of this chapter. So it's chapter three, final event. We've had this conversation. It's the end of what? the chapter. Yes. I haven't had this conversation yes, with you. Yes, yes, we had this conversation last time I said this. Oh, that was not the takeaway I took from it. I didn't realize. Chapter 3, final event? Yeah, that's what it says. Fortnite chapter 3 is ending. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah we, we had this conversation like oh, two weeks ago when this happened because I said this and then you corrected me again and then I said, but it says this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just didn't. Chapter 3 finale event. What the hell? After just four seasons, the quickest turnaround in the game's history. Chapter 3 was supposed to be a new era for Fortnite. New mechanics like mantling, sliding, and swinging changed the way. Blah, 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 blah. Why the short run, though? We don't know much about the event. Maybe. Uh, uh, It's just speculating. Maybe they're moving to Unreal 5. Maybe. Or maybe they want, like, maybe they want yearly refreshes rather than two and a half yearly refreshes. That kind of makes sense to me. Like trying to recapture that. They're like, oh, the new the new chapter. Maybe they're getting desperate. Maybe, maybe they maybe they don't have as many players as we think. Maybe they're gonna announce the movie at the end of this chapter. Fortnite movie? Yeah. You know what sent me at the other day? I, I looked at the item store because they put an exclamation mark there, which is like, oh, exclamation mark. So I click it like a like a like a like a mouse in a trap. But like I was looking at it. And they were charging like 1500 V bucks for like the original like skins for the people in the game. Yeah, I saw like that. the I'm like, you guys are you guys are charging 20 bucks for the default skins now? 
Do the skins that nobody wants, but the game's been around for long enough that people are nostalgic for it? Well, it's not even oh. nostalgic for it. It's like, a, oh, I didn't play it at that season. It's FOMO. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like how, like, John Wick never comes back around. But you see a John Wick is like, oh, someone who was there in, in the first chapter before we even knew they were going to do chapters. Yeah. There's or like a, the night skins. Th- th- there's a weird, with, with the John Wick skin, there's a weird um, art imitating, life imitating art thing, even though it's not life. But like, you know, the idea of like John Wick, everybody knows who John Wick is. You don't, yeah. fuck, <laughs> you don't fuck with John Wick. And then they- The reputation ac- of the hitman. Yes. And then accidentally in this, because he never brought it back, anyone that's still playing from then is very good at the game. It's like, oh fuck, it's John Wick. It's John Wick. I can't remember. Was the John Wick skin a knockoff or, or was it an activation? I think it was a knockoff. What do you mean a knockoff? Like it's not Keanu. I don't think it's literally John Wick. Uh, John Wick. I think it was a knockoff. No, it's John Wick. Is it? Because the because that's the thing, right? Like it's clearly John Wick. Yeah. But I don't know if it actually was John Wick. Uh, no, it's John Wick. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. My bad. It they they. It was early days. They didn't go so hard on the the actor likeness like they have in the recent recent um, activations. Like um, Uncharted came back to the store this week, and you could see Tom Holland and and whoever they get to play Chloe. And it's like, oh yeah, that's that's Tom Holland, right? That's that's him. He's right there. Um, and when John Wick is like, it does not look like Keanu. It looks like John Wick. It looks like John Wick the character, but it doesn't look like Keanu Reeves playing John Wick. It, it, it was weird as well because that was one of the first big crossovers. Oh, very early. Yeah, very, very early. Like pre-Infinity War Thanos activation. Season so like three battle pass. Yeah. That was back when seasons lasted like a couple of months. Yeah, so that was that was when PUBG was still big. That was, this is at the time around PUBG 1.0, like either before or just after. Yeah, right. When Fortnite was still rising. Yes. Yeah, and he was the first level 100 skin. Oh, that was his deal. Okay. So you had to be good back then. Yeah. To get it, because it wasn't nearly as easy. February till April 2018. Oh, man. I I, I only have nostalgia for that time for watching videos of people play that game. I used to watch, like, highlight videos of people playing and having fun in Fortnite. I was like, that looks like fun. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know how to build. That's cool. Yeah, I'm like, ugh. I'm going to enjoy watching you do that and not trying to. Motion sickness. Yeah. All right, everyone. That's going to do it for... All right, everyone. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, Next week, we will probably be talking about Game of the Year 2009, but we'll see. Uh, We've built it out. We're ready for it. We, we, we we, We prepared for it entirely this week and then we we just we went we went long yeah um but yeah uh in relation to earlier things that we discussed in this episode i strongly encourage everyone to look at uh gifts of bugs from pokemon uh over the last uh week uh like i said before it's a good time to it's, it's going to be a good week to watch highlight reel on friday in australia um it's uh it's it's going to be a fun time it's so much stuff i want to watch um it's the God of War release is what was last week. So I want to watch that tonight. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to wrap up the show. We'll see you all next week for another episode of the Minimap Cast. 
if you want to catch up with what we're doing, if you want to see when each episode goes live, uh, you can follow us on all of the social accounts at MinimapAU. That's TikTok. That's Twitter. That's Twitch. That's Instagram. Might even be Hive Social by the start of next week. We might have a Minimap account, even if we don't use it. We'll see. Uh, you can follow us individually too, uh, on Twitter at least. Uh, Jeremy, where can they follow you on Twitter? At Obi-Wan Jazz. You can follow me on Twitter at KJPalmer underscore 24. Uh, you can also head to minimap.com.au, the website itself for everything Minimap related, including this podcast and every other podcast we've ever done and every other thing that isn't a podcast that we've done as well. Uh, for those of you that are live here, sitting with us on Twitch in the chat, uh, stick around. We'll be doing the post show in just a second. And uh, for those of you listening on a podcast service or watching the VOD, uh, make sure to give us a rating, a positive rating. Uh, it would help us out a lot with the algorithms. Support the show. It's free and it helps us out a lot. So if you could do that, if you've got the time, that would be oh so wonderful. And if you wanted to support us more, if you wanted to support us uh, with money, uh, you can go to Patreon to do that, to help keep the lights and mics on. Jeremy clearly needs help. He's, he's got no lights on right now. Uh, you could do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash minimapau. And for five Australian dollars, you can ask us questions to answer on the podcast. You could pay for Jeremy's electricity bill, all while helping us out greatly. <laughs> what are you saying there? I have, I have, look how bright I am. There are so many lights on me. There's nothing behind you, buddy. Yeah, that's because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I, what, what I have behind me. Yeah, no, I know you're a, you're a, you're a new house syndrome. It's yeah. it's not it's not a it's not a power bill problem. I understand. I almost bought a green screen until I remembered it was a rent week. <laughs> it until it, rent week, right? Yeah. I thought you said red week. I'm like, you could you could buy a red screen. <laughs> that would be dreadful. <laughs> it would be dreadful. It would it would probably start cutting out half of your skin. A little bit, yeah. Color tones, yeah. There's nothing funnier than than strange chroma behavior. Yes, a, it's good. A, it, chroma it, it is good. Uh, that's going to do it for us, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Game of the Year 2009. But until then, stay safe. Don't take my uh, link on Hive Social. And we'll see you then. Goodbye.